Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, welcome from the smallest state in the Union, Rhode Island, the only state that has a beautiful flag with the word hope on it. So I'm so excited to be in Rhode Island. We were just at the Rhode Island Author Association event with uh, three of our authors, Brian Kent and Carrie Doyle-Jones, and about 250 other New Englanders. So uh, there's no such thing as Rhode Island being the only state that needs to be covered here because people just have to drive an hour and boom, they're in Rhode Island. So happy to have the Massachusetts, the Vermont, the Connecticut folks joining in the fun of showing legacy and impact and how a book can make a difference in the world. What an amazing array of people. And we have Dave Chemetsky, who I met at the Ultimate Spear competition, I believe initially, thanks to... uh, our good friend, Mr. Wyman, and uh, he is, he's put a lot of people together in, in our lives, Dave. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, no, uh, Christoph is, a, is an amazing uh, gatherer of people uh, as well as and a connector of the right people, the right times. So it has been a long time coming. I remember uh, I kept asking you if you'd please be on my show, and you said, that'll be the day you wear a teal shirt. And I said, I don't own any teal shirts. And finally, you had mercy on me. You said, it's the holiday season. Maybe I'll buy you a teal shirt for Christmas. Maybe since you've been a good boy this year, Santa Claus, we've been bringing you one. So I'm hoping to have a teal shirt with like you so we can be the teal shirt brothers. There you go. Uh, you're going to be in New York. So let's, uh, let's make that happen tomorrow. I love the fact that you have uh, the global warming version of New York behind you with uh, the Statue of Liberty a little underwater there and all kinds of interesting stuff behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, you know, Manhattan will be underwater, but uh, this is San Francisco, which is also one of my favorite cities. But I think it's probably global warming wise. It's a lot of hills and valleys. So much like life. Well, it's funny that we bring this up. I guess it, it was intentional in this, and the fact that you have a bit different background and there's so much water in the background. But I'm in a state. Maryland is uh, obviously the Chesapeake Bay and yep. low, low, low land there, so it could get eaten up. So my son comes home, Kenny, and uh, right here, and he says, uh, and I know you know him, but the audience. Yeah. So um, he says, "Daddy, I'm really scared." And this was a call because I was here in Rhode Island. He says, "Daddy, I'm really scared." I said, "What are you scared about, Kenny?" He says, "We talked about global warming today." And I said, "Okay, well, what, what, what scared you?" He says. Our East Coast won't be even available in 30 years. There will be no East Coast. <laughs> so he says, Florida will be gone. Our state will be gone. Uh, New York will be gone. All these states. And I said, I said, Kenny, um, man's been around a long time and they've been, we've been very innovative and I don't know exactly how we're going to solve it, but go ahead and Google a country called the Netherlands and uh, maybe you'll get a little hope there <laughs> because <laughs> they, they created a country from moving water, right? Yeah, so, no, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, all these wor- worries and concerns really, uh, it doesn't also take into consideration all the evaporation that's going to happen if it's warmer. So, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen and, you know, all these worry warts. And that's why we're here to be positive and, and have a dose of hope, right? Exactly. And, you know, worrying causes like two things to happen. First of all, it causes the attraction of that to be more real for you. And then secondly, it builds up cortisol, which just is not a healthy brain element or, or cellular element to add to your body. So 
if you don't like what you see in the world, be a part of creating a solution for mm -hmm. it. And what I love about you, Dave, is every time I've seen you on stage, you bring so much heart and so much humor and so much uh, actually zaniness, I'll even call it, that people really love you on stage. And I have uh, been eager to have you on my show for quite some time. And I think that the stars are aligning, but uh, you have a big project that uh, I know that you're, um, you've been thinking about for a while and it's, it's to bring communities together in a pathway. And we're going to talk about it more in the second segment, but I just want to say that that, that project and who you are as a leader probably is one of uh, the more exciting things that I am excited about for 2024. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things I'm excited about as well. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, we all find out our journeys and uh, there's a lot of opportunities for sure for people who want to do that. So uh, I don't, I didn't uh, really need a bio from for you, but I do want you to fill in any gaps that I, I leave out. I do want, I do want to say that uh, Dave is going to share who he is and how he created who he is, and it's it's an admirable journey. And uh, I, I picked the very top people to be on Amplified because they are amplifying the life of leaders and they're also inspiring future leaders and they're bringing together communities. So he certainly is that person. And one thing I'll tell you about Dave is when we did the New York Trek, he uh, virtually raised his hand and said, anything you need, anything you need. And I just want to say how grateful I am because New York is not my backyard and it's not, it's not for everybody as far as just coming in there and trying to figure it out. So you have been a, an instrumental part of the wisdom and also uh, boots on the ground showing us where the best places are and getting people to really embrace how beautiful New York is. Uh, New York has a couple of different elements of it. One is it's just so big and it's, it's, it's almost um, overwhelming and you can, and you can have stress about it. And the other part of it is just, it's the global center of every single cool thing that's happening, especially in the United States. So I'm excited that we get to show off authors and you are a very big ingredient of why we feel safe and why we bring value and why we keep coming back. We've This is the fifth time, Dave, because of you. Well, thank you so much for, uh, I think it's because of you and, and the, the amazing community that you build and the work that you do. Uh, it was great to show off and it's always great to show off the parts of New York, we all hear about it. Uh, we hear about that a lot, especially now, the, the negative. But there's so much positive that's here, you know, and it, it really is kind of like four or five subsidies in, in, in one big city, you know, <clears throat> where, where in other cities, the size might be just downtown, and which is a completely different experience than the midtown Times Square experience, which is different than an uptown Central Park experience. Uh, I love it, man. I know you do. And, and one thing I can tell is when you're, when you're showing off your city, your chest is out and you're really, you're really giving the love and the passion you're giving this, the, uh, the gold nuggets, the history, everything. So I don't want to spend most of the show on this because I want to spend it on you, but I did want to, uh, I want to acknowledge Christoph and I want to acknowledge you for such a big part you guys play in Perfect Publishing's book tour. And really something that sets us out from almost any other publishers, we do the Times Square launch. And although it's been challenging, although we haven't figured it all out, I will just say, you've kept me with hope in my heart. And I, I just can't thank you enough for that. The second thing I want to say about New York that I think is true of the world in general, but specifically New York, is you get what you give New York. And mm -hmm. New York has this amazing loving side and it has this other like street side like don't mess with me and it's funny you can go to any new yorker for the most part and show love and you'll get love back mm -hmm. and i have been 
I've witnessed this with the key smiling card. We have, of course, the key smiling card. I'll break that out in the next uh, in the next segment. But the hey you keep smiling, and and uh, I will be happy to to show that off in the second segment. We're going to have these cards available in New York. Anyone in New York, come on out, get a free keep smiling card. Show the world that you bring smiles to the world as well. But I want to say that I've gone to every single um, dynamic, every single. Uh, type of person that you can imagine and hand a smile card and it proves that humans are humans. And for the, for those people that think that, Oh, that doesn't look like a safe situation. I have not found a situation where you just bring love and I, and maybe it's because I've been very fortunate, but I think it's because the rule is you treat people like humans, you get a human back. Well, I think that's what it is. It, you know, uh, the, the bad reputation. Uh, so, you know, obviously I, I've, you can hear from my accent. I'm definitely on New York. Alabama, Alabama, right? Yeah, Alabama, exactly. Yeah. yeah, a little North Alabama, you know, or, or like I used to say to my my friends in Philly, you know, it's North Brooklyn. I mean, you know, they're, they're South Brooklyn. You know, the, the language is really the same, and the language of love really comes out, and that's one of the best things about New York. Is exactly like you said. If you show love, now New Yorkers don't have a lot of patience. I won't, you know, say, oh, we're very patient people, but we're very loving, and many of us do have patience, but depending on what you're doing there. Like if you're standing in the middle of Times Square and you're going, oh my God, the building is so big. Yeah, maybe no patience for that. But if you're appreciating the lighting of the, the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, you're the crossroads of the world at, you know, being in Times Square, you know, the different places, you know, at the Statue of Liberty, it was packed at the Statue of Liberty when we went, but everybody was respectful. Everybody made their way, especially on the pedestal when it's like probably like six inches each way. Yeah. And, you know, but we all were like polite and, and it was not only New Yorkers. And that's the beauty of really it's a melting pot. Beings. It is the world. It's a melting pot. And that's who we are as human beings. All of us, there's always a center part. If we can kind of focus more on our center, on our heart, which we'll talk a little bit more about in the second section as well. That's where the magic really happens. It's not in our heads. It's in our hearts. And that's why, you know, I just enjoy being, you know, part of people like yourself, Christoph, and, and so many others. Well, cool. So we will dig into who is this amazing person, Dave Chemetsky? How did he become an author, a speaker, a leader, and, and also really brave enough to make amazing choices like stepping into being an international speaker and, and a coach and causing people to really be more comfortable with being their powerful self. So Dave, let's start off with uh, your, where you're born and what your childhood was like. Well, what, where, where I was born, I was born in Texas. Uh, my dad was in the air force. So I, I, I was uh, for six weeks in my life. He was on the end of his tour and uh, he was honorably discharged. So I thank all people like yourself, Ken, uh, who served and, and wrote that blank check. And, and thank God it was not cash. Uh, so was born in San Antonio, Texas, almost Mexico. My parents were going away uh, for the weekend and my mom wasn't feeling well. So she was like, yeah, let's not go. And uh, <laughs> uh, on Sunday, they went into labor in about 23 hours or whatever. Um, I guess I was nice and comfortable. But uh, I eventually was born. Uh, actually, this week is uh, my birthday week, so uh, which is pretty exciting for me. And then they move back to Brooklyn. That's exactly I, where they, I get choked up too when I say Brooklyn. When I if yeah. I was born, I get choked up too. Yeah, it's a, it's just an exciting time. Um, 
And uh, so they, they went back to Brooklyn, and that's where I grew up. Uh, you know, it was it's a really special place. It's a it's an area I'd love to take you guys to also during one of the tours. It's near Coney Island, uh, but it, it's Sheepshead Bay. Some great food there in Sheepshead Bay, and it was a great time to live there. It was a blue collar community, and it still is. Is that where the Coney Island dogs are? Uh near. Yeah. Well, you're definitely right. It, it's a the Nathan's hot dogs. Uh, in fact, if you're if you're free January first, there's the 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 world famous polar bear club who jumps into the ocean. I mean, other people have followed it, and but this was the the first one. This has been going on for a while, and the great thing is that they accept donations, um, and it goes to charity. So really, uh, when I say I do almost anything for charity, I really do. I, I've done it before, and I'm trying to gather some people. Uh, I think I have a lot of guests who want to watch, not many people who want to join the the, the plunge, but uh, it was fun, man. I, I, I really love, again, that atmosphere. You're there, you're supported. You didn't know, you don't know anybody. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a crowd, and you, you probably have, Ken, but think about people who've been in a crowd and they're all behind you. It's amazing. That's one of the things that New York is. You come for the marathon or Times Square for the ball to drop. No matter who you are and who you're next to, they're your friend. And sometimes you can become lifelong friends. And that's the magic of, of being in Brooklyn and, and what Brooklyn is. So I really enjoyed living uh, uh, in, in Brooklyn, growing up in Brooklyn. And at some point, um, I moved out to Long Island, which, uh, you know, is uh, depending on where you are on Long Island. I'm, I'm right near Jones Beach, so... Um, not a big beach person, but I love the music that's there. It's again, the, the gathering. But when you're at the beach, you get to watch people and, and just how families interact and how you can also start becoming friends just sitting on the beach. It's all about really connecting to each other. And that's what I've learned over my life just through my public career. As you said, I'm a speaker, but I also have a extensive corporate America career. So I've learned how to manage through teams and it's really exciting. You know, I was thinking about uh, New Yorkers that one thing that about the giving love or treating them with, uh, I guess, respect, if you want to put it that way, is that they're used to differences. So it's not it's not a big thing to talk to someone who's different. It's just how 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 are you being received as different? Are you being received as different as a person that's just another person that's loving? Because you can stop anybody in New York and say, hey, hey, can you help me out? And they're, they're, they're pretty cool about that. They're like, hey, how can I help you? And it's just, it's fun. Well, it is It is a lot of fun. You know, that, that's why it gets all, you know, I'll, I'll go back to the, the, the old, you know, forget about it. You know, uh, you know, like there, there's so many different meanings to, to that. And, and that's really what New York New Yorkers are. And there are so many different meanings and how we go. So if you like bump into me and you don't say sorry, you'd be upset no matter where you are. I'm yeah. not on cruises where people are, are, are do do all that and they everybody looks at it from their perspective. But New Yorkers, because we always have the melting pot, we've all been coming from somewhere else and take our pride in where we are in our journey. That's you know one of the reasons why in in the places where there might be less people. You don't know how to deal with large crowds. You know, you, you think that, well, I'm walking straight. I mean, right? we've all been to Disney World. Disney World is, is a horrible place in that you walk there, everybody thinks that they're walking the right path. And in a way right. they are, but nobody watches out for each other. But in New York, there's sort of rules, unkept rules. You can watch it. If you're an observer, you know when to cross, even if it's red or green or, or yellow, you still know when to cross. 
but you know, you it's, know um, <laughs> there's a nationality that does remind me of New York a little bit. It's uh, the French. So the French are actually very standoffish. And um, since I'm a French person with a French name and I've been to France, I can tell you that the simple uh, courtesy of just saying bonjour, just saying hello, it all of a sudden drops all the stuff. And they're like, you're welcome in my house now. And they're the nicest people ever. And, you know, I, I had this guy, I, I went up to him. He looked like he was kind of a tough guy. And I said, hey, you're going to bust me in the chops or, or not? And he says, hey, forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, I, I mean, I, I have a great story about France also. I was in Paris and, you know, I didn't know how you can like transfer trains, right? You're, you're on the metro yeah. or the, the <laughs> whatever they, they call it in uh, France. And Laguerre, you have Laguerre. The little tickets. So you have to kind of go through. I didn't know. And with my very broken French and their broken English, but they showed me. And where they get the bad reputation, like New York, we're not. You know, it's just, you got it's the way you come about it. And it's the energy you put out there. And that's one of the things I really love talking about is the energy that we do. And that's why when you said I get up on stages, yeah, I try to give you my energy. Because if you don't like what I'm saying, you can at least feel that no matter what, I'm authentic. And that's, you know, part of the teal, my teal stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would call it the difference in the experience you have with the French or the New Yorker specifically, but really anyone in life, is whether you're going into it with an apathetic, I don't care, or you're going into it with an intentional, I do care. Right. And, and people just embrace people that care. They, you can't help it. Well, yeah, well, because that's the thing is we all want somebody to care about us and for us, and we want to, and we want to care. Uh, you know, so no matter who you are, generally the idea and where our misconceived ideas are are really tied to about oh you don't care about me and things like that. And then you're like once you have that conversation, that's why conversation and speaking is really one of the best things to do because communication will strengthen every relationship or at least you know where you stand. And that's another New Yorker thing. Hey, I don't care if you don't like me. You could tell me, you know, whatever you need to say in whatever language you need to say it, but then I know where I stand. And yeah. I, I like that better than somebody who's wishy-washy or somebody who goes, Dave, I love you. And then behind my back keeps throwing knives. So yeah. I, I, I love the people who go, Dave, you're for me. You're against me. You're this, you're that. All good, man. Yeah, and sometimes that leads to, oh, maybe you misunderstood me. I didn't mean that. I, there was no disrespect or something. Right. You know, uh, the other thing I'll just say is I had a, a little epiphany about, uh, you said the word hope early in the program. <clears throat> and oh. we're talking about caring. I will say that the higher your caring is, the more hope you have. I yeah, think, I think I, they I, rise I think together. Yep. Well, definitely. So. Uh, you know, you got a lot of hope. Um, well, a hope, hope you need to have a plan also, right? So we can't just sit there and hope. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's the action part, and that's where the caring goes into. So, how much in the intention? Hope? Yep. Uh, you know, and that's really where where it goes into. Uh, you know, by by caring. You know, if I really care about you, I care about you, and I hope I wish the best for you. I have hopes for you that you might not even have hopes for yourself because you might not see what we see. I mean, I know I've sit with a lot of people, and I felt it before in my life. So when you're talking to me about my life, uh, I haven't always been this positive. I haven't always been this awesome, actually. And, you know, I've had some challenges in life. And that's what brings you here. You're the only one. Not None of us over here have. I'm yeah, you that. no, I know. Everybody's perfect. I, I watch Facebook <laughs> and I'm like, man, they all have perfect lives. I'm looking at my life. And I'm like, it's good, man. I, I'm, I'm blessed. And, and, I, and I thank God every night before I go to bed and when I wake up, my when I open my eyes. 
I got to say, Dave, I, I don't want to make this all about New York, but we are coming to New York tomorrow. To, and you're, I mean, tonight, we're coming tonight. We're seeing yep. a, a dozen uh, book covers, maybe 10 or 12. And then Wednesday, we're seeing more. And we have, we're going to be doing this Facebook Live. But I want to say to you, to connect the dots of this, this show, you saw the hope I had in having this experience be duplicatable. Because the first time we did it last December, we had 30 people there and they were euphoric. I mean, we got the best picture of you for anybody, anybody who's ever been, and you're from New York and you saw that and you, and you've been told me on the side, you said that was one of the highs of my life. And I'm not trying to put words in your life mouth, but I, when I, when you told me that I said, I'm never stopping doing this. Well, that's what I said. And that's what I said to you because I want to, you know, that's why I made that commitment to you. Uh, you helped me get it right. I wrote the book. I mean, you know, you know, when your heart says it's your time to soar and, you know, but as a, Hey, show the book. Real lifetime. Quick. Can you show it? Yeah, I can show it. Uh, uh, there we go. You might have to hold it. But there you go. There you there go. go. Beautiful cover. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing. And you know, again, when we were creating the cover, uh, you didn't really understand my belief in the in the phoenix and everything like that, which just came out of nowhere. I, you know, it, it you know it, it really aligned with so much what I did. And being a a New Yorker, grew up in New York, and been in Times Square a million times. You want to know something? To see myself on Times Square. That's a unique experience. Uh, and then, you know, I, I still saw so anybody who knows Patrick Mahomes, I'm still calling him out because my book was right next to a picture of Patrick Mahomes. And I've, I put it on social media. I've tagged him. And man, I, you know, but being on in Times Square, having your book in Times Square, that's the crossroads of the world, man. People yes. just even think about just even being there. Imagine being part of the advertising that's there and having your book, a book that you put your heart and soul in, man, I, I could talk about it for hours. Well, why don't we talk a little more about how you continued your journey uh, from childhood to becoming a speaker? That'd be great to do that. Yeah. So, you know, so obviously I, I was, I was a baby, so I didn't speak well. Uh, for the, so I, I, the accent is not, I keep saying it's a Southern accent, uh, but it, it really is a Brooklyn accent, a Southern Brooklyn accent. But, you know, learning through life, you know, you go through, you go through life and having lots of experiences and you never know the obstacles, the, the limiting beliefs that people have put in your way. And I believed a lot of those at the beginning and learning the, the limiting beliefs. And it was, it was through protection. So again, it's, it's sometimes it's about language and how we move our language around because, you know, by saying you can't do something is sometimes is a form of protection. And that really was what was mine. That's why I, I doubted myself on a lot of things. And once I learned how to overcome some of those things through challenges, uh, you know, I've been divorced. Uh, you know, uh, there's lots of different challenges that we experienced through our journey of life. And about 10 years ago, I, I went into therapy and um, going into therapy, I learned this one of the, the greatest techniques. You know, everybody talks about when I go on stage, I tell you about rubbing your hands or touching yourself in a special way. Um, it, I, I was like, I, I, I became addicted because I, my college, my college degree was in behavioral sciences and I was working corporate America in legal. The two generally don't mix. And because of that, that was one of the, the kind of pivot points in my life where I was like, this is really where I'm supposed to be. The universe will always bring you where if you have that open peace, that openness to be looking for it. And that's why I've always learned to grow and 
have those open conversations with people. And the more that I've got into it, the more I've stepped into it, I really have even grown more because you meet the right people. Yeah, you're the you're a person that I describe as a person that continues to show up. You are a person that is an inevitable tipping point because I have heard you say yes almost a dozen times to really a dozen offers. Like, hey, would you like to do this? And you're like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, you showed up at the Best You Expo in uh in LA. Yeah. I mean, and you call me and you say, hey, I'm going to be at this event. I think you're going to be there too. And so I'm able to serve you. I'm able to uh, see your greatness continue because you're not a, a you're not a play and then hit play again. You're a play, grow, new stuff. You know, you're constantly reinventing. And I want to show a couple of photos to people real quick, if that's okay. I don't yeah. normally do this, but some of the photos I've taken of you are actually my favorite photos I've taken, period. Just, I mean, I'm being very genuine with you. And to, to show you genuineness, I've done something like 300 shows. Find in my transcripts or any show where I say this is some of my favorite show, uh, pictures. I show them all the time. So here we go, Dave. So this one I just love because it's your heart. You're showing the power of branding. You're showing that you, you're you completely connected to success. This one I love just because it's your bat and it's your it's your emblem. And it was just such a power shot. And this is probably my one of my favorite shots of New York, period. I mean, New York. And it's just, this is a man next to you seeing and feeling the energy that you're putting off. And he is actually as happy as he could be because he's seeing your happiness. And when I show this to people, I kid you not, they say, tell me more information about New York. <laughs> <laughs> They, I mean, you just really showed up. Uh, you always show up with uh, happiness and joy and, and love. But to, to capture it, I got to tell you, I don't think you've seen it. And when you see it, I, I, you're like, all right, I see it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, thing. no, I, I, I love seeing it because uh, it, it reminds me of those days. You know, it's one of those, you know, if we think about our lives, we have those touchstone moments. And moments that you could just close your eyes and, you know, the, the birth of your child, you know, and, and you know, it, which is a different feeling than a birth of a book and things like that. But it still is part of who you are. And the first having that book up there, that was one of the first times I saw it. And I was like, holy, like, oh, my God, what do you say? Uh, because, <laughs> I, you know, that was a culmination of so much in my life. I mean, that book really, you know, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the program, but it really is so much about who I, who I am and what I do and what I mean. And to be able to share that with people and kind of, that was a little celebration for myself. I'm really concerned about my ego at times, because that's always led me into some trouble, but that was a point I was allowing myself a little ego, like, Hey, I did something that's, I wanted to do. It was a goal in my life and I got it. Dave, we're going to be going to break in a minute, and I just want to say that uh, I want you to share how people can connect with you, but I, I also want to say that you said uh, having a child is a moment that is like really big, and a, and a book may not be as big. I'll tell you, the way I've seen it, I've seen that a child is a version of you, a book is a download of you, so they're both like massive. They're just mm -hmm. really big. Um, they're both legacies, and one is, a, is really a reference to your heart, your mind, your heart, and the other one is a reference of what you do to bring that person up this mm -hmm. new person. So how do people reach out and connect with you and support you uh, and, so, uh, and get my, your book? Well, obviously get my book. Uh, they go to Amazon. Uh, you can look, look for my book on, on Amazon. You can reach out to me. My website is davidchemetsky.com uh, and 
really, I have a podcast, so I'd love people to start listening to the podcast. That's what the bat is about, that peace, love, and bring a bat. Or check me out on social media and let's connect. I, I really like to connect first so I get to know people. Uh, I don't really, you know, not looking to just looking for more friends, I'm looking for people that I really want to connect with because I have some amazing things going on uh, not the end of this year as well as next year. Always well, love them. I am going to uh, type a, WT, a WTH to you because I want to earn my way on your podcast, buddy. I want to, I want to, I'm going to do what it takes. And I know it's hard to get to your podcast, so I'm going to do extra this time. All right. Okay. All right. This is Ken Rashawn on Amplified. We amplify leaders that inspire hope and create community. We are sponsored by Perfect Publishing, the Keep Smiling Movement, and the Umbrella Syndicate. And for those of you looking for a great Christmas present, Dave's book, as well as Michelle Mraz's uh, new CD, and Barry Shore, who just celebrated his birthday, my mentor. He has three amazing books. The Joy of Living is the one I would start with, but all three would be a great trio for you to have a better 2024. See you in a minute. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at TheUmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, I had to take a second to make my nickname Dr. Smiley in there. I am finding that uh, it's it's way better to have that name than my own name, Dave. But I want to tell you, there's a person I want to introduce you to. I met him, and he was eating a banana. And his he's one of the 200 authors that were at the Rhode Island Author Association 
His name is Larry uh, Grimaldi, and this is his book, <clears throat> and mm. Fifty Shades of Life, La uh, Life, Love, and Laughter. And I got to tell you, when I go to a, a book uh, festival, I'm not looking to buy books. I'm going to tell you clearly. First of all, I'm a publisher. I'm in Voice America. I'm with the National Press Club. I feel without having too big an ego that I deserve to either have a book or to, to share a book. <clears throat> so I'm not normally digging in my pocket, but this gentleman <clears throat> was just such an, an easy guy to love. And I went up to him, he was having a banana. I said, Oh, so you're the top banana around here. And he, he really got a kick out of that and laughed. And I saw that his spirit completely embodied life, love and laughter. I said, I said, I'm going to tell you this, Larry, you don't know me that well, but I'm going to buy your book. I just have to buy it. I'm Dr. Smiley. So I got to get it. And he says, you'll, he says, you'll love it. It's, it's one of those books you can just turn the page and, and start a whole new chapter. And in, in about two pages, you're done. Four pages, you're done. You get a new chapter. And it's just different thoughts, different ideas about <clears throat> 50 shades of life, love, and laughter. So I'm going to connect you to him. But I want to do a little coaching right here. <clears throat> I think the cover is good. Uh, I think the title is fantastic. Um, what could be better about the title? Maybe a... Uh, Maybe the pin laughing or something. I don't know. But uh, just something besides just a pin sitting there. But I wanted to share a couple things with you. First of all, the back of the book, not too shabby, creative, but his price tag says $15. And I would say that this book is worth at least $20. And when you do $15, there's not a way to get $20, is there? Because no one's going to say, there's only $15. I'll give you $20. That doesn't make sense, right? Right. So have your book come out for $20 or $24. That way you can buy, afford to buy at least three or four Starbucks, right? <clears throat> Number two. He uh, he did a very nice job and a dedication, and he even signed my book when I bought it. That's nice. He didn't do an acknowledgement section, and at his uh, ripe age, which I would say is mimicking mine, you probably met a lot of people. And if you met a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have impacted your life. So a page after the dedication where you can just list people like Dave Chemetsky as a, one of your heroes or friends, it causes Dave or myself to say, ah, my name's in the book. I'm going to let people know I'm in this book. So that's just a little tidbit. He wrote, um, he wrote an introduction, but the introduction really mimicked more of a personal note to the reader, which is really a preface. So I'm going to talk to Larry. I just met him, but he, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. I, and I've read some of the work in here. It's, it's well-written. It's really entertaining, very engaging. But I will tell you one thing that Larry did miss, and I wanted to go over the coaching of this, and I'll tell Larry about this as well, is he doesn't have anything that shows him. And believe it or not, it does not show anything about who he is. There's no page about the author, zero. So at Perfect Publishing, and Dave can attest to this, we look at the marketing pieces. And marketing is acknowledgement. Marketing is covers. Marketing is back cover. Marketing is um, a QR code to a website. And marketing is an extra page of what else you can do with the author. Marketing is telling how great the author is and why you should follow. Agreed, Dave? Oh, 100% agreed. You know, it, it, it's, it's part of you. Uh, like we talked about it, it uh, your book is like a child. Uh, it, it, it's your child differently. Obviously, it's it, it's not a. It is a physical sense. I mean, I, I, again, I remember when you delivered that book to me while we were the, the box of books. The first time I actually touched my book, I I, I still get chills down the back uh, of doing that. Uh, we were in Washington D.C. We were at a J.R. Spear event uh, with BLN, and you know. I gotta wear my BLN. I didn't get hat. you prepared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have my BLN hat right here. I got yeah, I so, for JR because he's such a good guy too. There we go. Yeah, I love JR. I I love JR. <laughs> and um, you know, it's all these things of 
what a book means to you. And, and sometimes and I, and I do this and I've been working with some veterans lately just to tell their story, which it only means something to their family, not a book that might go to perfect publishing because they, uh, they want the mass marketing. They want to get some credibility. You know, the, our, our stories are so impactful and important for our families. Think about the legacy that you have. It's not only the, what you do, it's who you are. You want to make sure that you're showing up for your family. And so I've, I've sat with some veterans and gotten their life stories out, which is really a cool experience <laughs> to be able to do that and then have them just share it with their family. Like this Christmas, I can't wait to hear some of the feedback of some of the work that, that I had done this past year is just sitting with people and getting it out there for them. And, you know, it's not only about playing large. Large is great depending on what you want. But also when you play it small, this small is also awesome because that's who you really want when you make sure, right? You know, there's lots of stories that we talk about, about the bigger the crowds and this and that. But if you can impact one person in your life, you there's a saying, you know, one person who saves saves another saves the world, right? It's a famous, it's a quote, and I messed up the, the quote. Barry Shore, our friend Barry Shore would definitely know the exact quote and probably could say it in several languages. But it really is about having the impact of what we want to do. And your impact can be really small, but very impactful in your community versus saving the world. If you say, if you start with yourself, everything else grows out further from there. Agreed. So we we didn't complete the uh, the who are, is uh, Dave. So I want to make sure anything else you want to share about that. And then also um, you have been on a journey to really create your purpose. And I think when you launched your book, your purpose was really becoming very defined. So let's let's share a little bit about the, the process of fine tuning who Dave is. Yeah, no. So the process. Uh, so I grew up in, in Brooklyn. I you know thought I was doing everything. I was playing it, it all right. Um, Really, at 20 was one of the biggest uh, life moments that I had to learn, uh, which I didn't know how deep it, you, I learned those lessons till during the pandemic, till I was in, in my 50s. So that, in the 20s, uh, yeah, you always have girlfriends or you, you might be lucky enough to have a girlfriend in, in high school. And I did. I had, I had the best girlfriend of all time. She was amazing, and she was going to give up going to Stanford College to go to, uh, again, a, a New York a, a top New York college to be with me. And I was like, no, no, we're like, you know, 18, 19, like, don't worry about it. Right. You know? And, you know, so she went out there and what happened at, at 20, um, I told her to go to a party. Uh, she went, she went to a party and she was a straight A student. She wouldn't give up for anything. She worked. She, she did everything that, you know, you're supposed to do right. Uh, including when, when she went to the party, she walked. So she didn't drive, uh, at the to the party, she walked to the party, and where where I'm going with this is, uh, she was hit by a drunk driver, and she was killed. And I told her to go to the party. I was the last family member who got to speak to her, and you know, at 20, I didn't have all the right resources to really had to deal with it. You know, some of it is just like, hey, it, life sucks, and you got to move on with it, which is true, but how you really manage it and didn't know that I was ca carrying survivor guilt. And I didn't know that for years. I would always talk about Sandy. I would talk about all these stories and be like, okay, but it happened, man. It sucks. Life sucks. You know, and you know, it, it, I don't know what my life would have been like, 
But during the pandemic, you know, we were all stuck inside. I didn't do a lot of watching Netflix. But what I did do is I read some stuff that I did, which is part of how my book really came together. Uh, and this story is about Sandy in my book. Uh, and all of a sudden I start crying, but like not even crying. I mean, like snotty, run down your face, and, but it came out of nowhere. It didn't, it, it didn't like just come on me, you know, it came on so quickly. I didn't know what the hell was going on. And I was like, all right, I got to May I interject? Yeah. Yep. Sure. So you're really touching my heart uh, in a lot of ways. I just talked to a, a woman, Jennifer Bennett, and she talked about this experience that she had. And it's called, she's naming a book called The Ugly Cry. And mm. it's and it's that you just lose it really bad. And uh, during the pandemic, I had the same situation, Dave. And I want you to continue your story, but I want you to understand I really relate because just before the show, I talked to Jennifer Bennett and she's doing a book called The Ugly Cry. And it's about how you can really feel happy about something, but that you just lose it because it touches you so much and you know my you know al granger because you've met him yeah but i did an ugly cry during the pandemic i was in a bar with him uh with his wife and we were having dinner and i wasn't a bar but it was a place it was a restaurant and i just said man what you've done is opened up the possibility of any dream i've ever had which is publishing to be real i mean every time i get a hot potato called a client i say hey al can you make the book happen and he goes yes and i i said read like some some like 600 books that you've done that i could have never done with you and i just started all of a sudden feeling so much emotion i just lost it and he was so uncomfortable i can't tell you he was looking at me like what the heck is going on here and so i told jennifer that it was the ugly cry but here you're bringing this up and i get i just have to interject wow this is this is a beautiful thing not only to share but that it's okay it's okay to have the ugly cry. Well, it is, and it's healing because, I mean, if something's making you cry, it means there's emotion behind it. We don't cry, you know, we could cry when we're happy. So it's emotion. It's extreme emotion. So it's not only sad, but it also gives you an opportunity to either appreciate if it's for something happy, and if it's for something that's less good, it gives you an opportunity for healing. And that was really where I said, uh, you know, like when, when you and I first started talking about the book, I, I had a few different books ideas, and I do. And when I said, no, this is the book that has to come out. This is the book that I have to sort of tell a different story. And and I, I talk about empowerment. I talk about lifting up from some of the darkest things. And not that I've only been in the darkest. There are people who have experienced it more. But you need to hear these stories that's why I'm really proud of the book that we put together in that it's like a, almost a coffee table book. You could pick up any page and be fine with what you have there. It's not just a book. That Show, it like, off again. Show it off again, please. Yeah. There you go. It's a and long title. It's called When Your Heart Says It's Your Time to Soar, which is what I believe. We have to do it when it's right. The right time will come. doesn't matter what your age is. You can soar earlier in life it doesn't matter when you do it i mean there's the famous stories of like walt disney right he was broke at 50 and obviously he didn't die broke it when he when he passed away we all can make those opportunities and hearing that and hearing this story so you know sandy died I and mean, it was like five years that i just was in a really dark place i mean mm. i was about to marry this girl i i had I, I was about to buy the ring only her her and her brother knew and i have stories about that uh, what I was planning on doing and then pop my world shattered and what do I do I, I don't even know how to 
manage it. And I wouldn't be able to tell anybody how to manage it. But we, we manage the things that we, we, we can. And then eventually life goes on. I, I met somebody, uh, got married, and had some children. Uh, two beautiful girls. And you want to share their names? You want to give them a shout out? Yeah, we'll give them a shout out. Jocelyn and Alyssa, you know, uh, they probably won't hear this. They won't look at it. Anytime I talk about all the stuff that I do, they're like, Dad, stop. You know, um, in fact, that was my younger daughter's famous words for like seven years. Dad, stop. And it was just like, you know, they don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I, well, you're probably just walking into that. And, and I know Kenny's pr so proud of you. You can just see how he talks and how he carries himself. But uh, for my girls, it was Dad, stop. <laughs> uh, embarrassing them and, and, and things like that and life goes on I, I, you know getting divorced and, and that's sort of who I am if I learned something at each step I took responsibility for what you do you you know and even when the things aren't your, your fault you know you're like okay what could I have done differently in that situation right it's like having an argument with somebody and then you're like five minutes later oh I should have said that but if you turn it differently and say okay, this was not a situation I planned. This is not a situation I would have liked. But how could I have learned differently? Could I have done anything differently that maybe would have led to something else? Yeah, sure, there's a lot of things. And that's where we look for healing and growing. And that's why throughout my life, from that moment that I was born in Texas to where I'm at now, I just keep growing. I've got you know the divorces. I, I have people who I love who I don't see anymore. Uh, and you know you still send out love. So that's what I've learned. And you continue to learn, you know, at probably the same thing as like Barry, right? He would say, keep learning and keep learning. And Barry's older than both of us. But if he's going to keep learning, I got to keep learning. Not because it's a competition, but because it makes you feel good when you learn something new or when you're able to share a conversation or a story of something. I mean, and if you're really lucky, you get to have a story even when you're gone, People tell you a story. So in my book, there's the story of one of my best friends who, when I got divorced, I was like, he, he was a more negative type of guy. And I said, we're going to go away. If I hear negative stuff, I'm going to lose you on the side of a road. He was, his sense of direction wasn't good. And he looked at me and I go, I'm telling you. So long story, you know, we went on this trip and the, the story I tell in the book, I have a million of, of the Kevin stories, but it's about perseverance. And that's where we can go back to our book writing. If you know you want to write a book, you can't stop because somebody told you it's tough. Nobody's going to read it. You're not going to be a millionaire. you got to get your book out because you need to do it. And that's what I did. That's why my book, you know, some people have read my book and they're like, yeah, it's okay. You know, I've read better. I this. Good. I, I, I tell people, I'm not Hemingway. You know, you want some Hemingway? Go to Hemingway. <laughs> Did you find value? I know that people who have read my book and people who didn't know me got to know me better. People who needed it. I had one person who, who called me up crying. was like, I just read your book again. And it, she goes, I'm going through a lot of stuff. And there were so many things, so many nuggets in there that just picked me up. Thank you. So I think that's why we all need to write a book. We all need to be part of something larger than us. And that's really powerful. Well, Dave, uh, one thing that we're committed to at Perfect Publishing, as you know, is the book is never finished, just like a Raising a Child is never finished. So I think your book is great, and I think it's going to be better because you continue to learn and you continue to actually push yourself to grow. So whenever you're ready to do a second edition of that, you know we have open arms for that uh, opportunity. And also, um, you make the book better. You make all of us better.
the world too. <clears throat> so um, I want you to give some gold nuggets from that book and then reference the other book and what uh, they can glean from that as a, and, and by the way, a book is $20. You get one nugget out of it. It could change your life. It could change your happiness. It could change your income. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. So Dave's book is a solid and he'll autograph it for you. And uh, he's one of those guys that- and teal. Yeah. And he's one of those guys that he doesn't, he, he will actually uh, communicate. If you share that you bought the book and you want to say hello to him, he'll, he'll say hello back. He's, he's a good guy. So why don't you share some of the, the gold nuggets from that book first, and then maybe one or two from the other one. We have about uh, three or four minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, so quickly, we have three sections in our life. That's how I broke the book out. Uh, you know, our birth, you know, being born. So just, just that, that initial rising out of the ashes, being born and, and everything like that. Then there's a, trying to find our path, which is part of my mentoring practices. And we'll talk a little bit more in the, sec in the second half about the path and what that means. And then there's a time when everything starts working right, it's your time to soar. And when you're able to soar, that's the power, right? When you, you think about it, when you close your eyes and you want to go to that next level, you want to fly, you want to feel the wind in your face, you want to keep soaring, seeing things as high as you go that you might not have noticed before. By being higher up, you get to not look down, but observe. Come on, you're a photographer, Ken. You know, giving the right angle at the right way of looking at it, you see the world in a completely different way. And that's really what I wanted the book to be. And, uh, you know, and also I was going through a lot of stuff between the death of that friend who I was just talking about and then the death of my own mom. So the last what little... What was your friend's name? Kevin. 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 Yeah, so... I have lo 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 loads of Kevin stories and lots, lots of stuff of real learnings that I've taken out of his life that uh, helps him continue to live on, which he was a very quiet person, didn't, you know, wasn't looking for glory. But um, there's so many gems in each one of our lives. And that's the, one of the things we were talking about earlier, about finding the gem within our lives, even if it's only for our family. That's just, that's a really powerful part, mm -hmm. being part of our family and being part of that community. Well, I, I, I felt how committed and how loyal you are to friends. And that's always been one of the biggest reasons that, uh, I would do anything for you because you just, you're, you're there thick and thin, you know what it is to really have a relationship, a friendship, and, and more importantly, just, uh, grace. You have a lot of grace, uh, say, Hey, that was a learning experience for both of us. So I want to make sure we have some time to do rapid fire. Is there anything else you want to say? Let's show the other book off and uh, t tell yeah, so, uh, Amazon. So the, the, the other book is also on Amazon. Uh, Very close to you. Yeah, put it right in front of you. Yep. Right in front of you, buddy. I think it's just, a, yeah, it's right in front of me. But uh, I know, but it's right, it doesn't face. matter. No, it, you, if it's right near your face, it'll it'll zoom. There you go. Oh, I got to put it, push you up. Yep. yep. I'll pull it away, not closer. Yep. Yes, redemption. Okay. So th this book, I'll quickly let's tell you a story. So I was really feeling upset, right? We all get upset. No matter how positive you are, there's going to be a day that you wake up and you're like, nah, today's not the day to be. Well, sometimes I'm upset that I'm just too positive, you know? Okay. Well, I don't, I don't think you could ever be too positive uh, <laughs> if I have to be honest, but, but hey, look, if well, you if we'll wrap up because we got those questions, give me a, okay. give me a next so, 30 so the story about redemption it was I, I came up with my first fiction book. And it really is just that no matter what you go through, if you really watch the story from different angles and you get to do it, and it actually became a number one international bestseller by accident. I didn't try to do one of those campaigns and everything like that, but people started picking it up in other countries. And I started getting calls, hey, when's the next one coming out? 
Uh, you know, one of my friend's daughters was the cutest. She was like, I have five questions to ask you. Can you sit with me and ask? So she asked me the questions. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? And I'm like taking notes. But I'm like, all right, if I ever want to go back to add to that story, I can because now I have what my audience wants. So it's always about listening. And that's my story on redemption. I think we all need some redemption at times. I agree. So you ready for the rapid fire? I'm ready. Let's go for it. All right. Quick question. Quick answer. Book that changed your life. Sam the Mint Man. All right. Um, who's someone you want to meet you haven't met? Hmm. Um, Barack Obama. Okay. Uh, movie that inspires you? Inspired me. Hmm. They, um, a few good men. And you are in the Dose of Hope, right? I am in the, in the Dose of Hope. Yeah, these are a lot of the same questions, so you better get these. <laughs> well, these uh, are different questions. It changes, right? Life no, changes. Those, those oh, yeah, the, the answers change, but the questions yeah. are... Okay, yeah, so a song that gets you going. Um, Unforgettable, right? I I, 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 I probably messed the name up, but... Uh, Is it by Nat King Cole? Yeah, Nat King Cole, right? Is that yeah. Unforgettable? Yep. Yeah, yeah, and okay. then they have the version with Natalie as well. Yeah, yeah uh, right. What's a quote you live by? Rising tide lifts all boats. Favorite place to be in the world? Right where I am. All right. Nope. And what, what's the what's country you'd love to go to? I'd love to go to Israel. Israel? I think we I think we need to do the, the perfect publishing book tour, the holy the holy tour with the books. I, I would love to do that. that I mean, I, since I, I trust you with New York, I gotta tell you, I definitely trust you going into the uh the somewhat temperamental region. <laughs> right now that might be a little dicey, right? I got to say, you know, I, I know a lot of friends in Israel, and that's one of the countries that it, it was a number one bestseller in. Um, it really is, if you meet the people, like we started off the conversation, the people love each other. They, even with their disagreements, and that's what it is. We have to just learn how to love each other better instead of just taking our, our, our books and going home. And as Depeche Mode said, people are people. So how do people connect with you, reach, with, in, uh, reach and support you, with you? Well, reach out social media, David Shemetsky. My glad that my name is unique enough, uh, and, and you know it's, it's the same thing as my website. So there's a lot of information on my website. We keep adding some more things. There's some courses going to be rolling out, and there's going to be a lot of different things that I do. Well, we got 30 expand. seconds, so I just want to say I love you, Dave. And Dave Chemetsky is the real deal. Watch him in 2024. He will be soaring high. I've seen him over the last year, and he is uh, he is climbing up to the top and ready to extend the wings and jump with faith. So, Dave, love you. Look forward to seeing you tonight and over the next couple of days in New York. Thank you for everything you do to make the New York experience really the Big Apple and the Statue of Liberty welcoming the world. You have definitely done that for us. So see you soon. Love you and happy new year. I and love you. Birthday. Talk to you later. Happy yeah. birthday, buddy. Yep, next, yep, Thursday. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.